Okay, guys. If we are live, let's count to three. One, two, three. Welcome back, everybody. And welcome to the soccer experience of the world. <laughs> what are you laughing at, you idiot? Italian football TV. Okay? You cannot really be alive and ignore that we exist not anymore. What number that one. Mean? Number two, everything that is happening over there, you want to hear an opinion that is unbiased, unplugged, and unchained. Unchained. <laughs> uncensored. And uncensored. <laughs> so uh what you see is what you get. Or what you hear is what what's happening out there. So uh I'll, now let me do the presentation of the, the oh, guest yeah. today. Let me start it from my right. Instigator Mike over here. Ciao. Next to him, in front of him is Gaetano Messina, il grande presidente o comandante. Comandante. Okay. I like that. And next to him is his son, big ball breaker Marco. <laughs> they're related? <laughs> yeah, they're related. I didn't know that. Yeah, you uh, know. You know how many times. Gaetano's <laughs> rolling his eyes. Uh. You know how many times that somebody will be like, I've been watching your podcast for years. Did you just call him dad? You <laughs> 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 like, we're just really close. <laughs> Mike calls, so, Mike calls you dad sometimes. Oh yeah? No, I would never. He, wish, I would never he only that. wishes that was his father. Uh, he, he would be a little shorter. <laughs> <laughs> I would be shorter? Yeah. I, I would hope to be at least a little bit taller if you're going to be I will put you to work the right way, <laughs> not getting up at 11 o'clock in the morning. Anyway, Marco, take it away. Yeah. Uh, would, you, would you call, would one of the terms to describe Antonio be unbiased? That's one of the terms that I would never use. <laughs> That's what he used. He said, I'm biased. I am unbiased, yeah. And okay. I, I mean, I, I will pay more attention. Okay. <laughs> That's good. Uh, guys, what a ridiculous week we had, though, honestly, yeah. um, in Serie A. I know, I, I know that we've been saying since the beginning of the year that there's a different mentality in the league, that we don't really see those 0-0 games anymore, but it still surprises me week after week to see the mentality shift from, uh, from being conservative from being reactionary to the style that we're seeing right now. I mean, I think about Venezia Verona. That is a game that when I was growing up ended 0-0. 0-0, that's it. Nobody, nobody, you know, overextended themselves, nobody got hurt. Venezia was a 3-0 in the game. Verona came back and won the match 4-3. It's it's ridiculous. Did you did you ever see a Serie A like this before? Never, never. You know why? because everything is changing. The coaching are very proactive. They don't wait for something to happen to them, to react to the, to the game and try to change things on the fly. And the, the, the mentality that they have right now, it's not whole school mentality like Mourinho. What they do, they, they have a, we have a spectacular number of coaches over here, especially in Serie A, that they very, 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 ch they challenge the team and they challenge themselves to, uh, to new, uh, um, to a new way of interpreting the soccer because soccer is changing and some of the coaches that we still have few of them they're old school thank god some of them they've been flushed uh, they flushed themselves out one of them is Conte, and uh and uh, hopefully uh, another one is going to be uh Mourinho despite what you guys believe about Mourinho I mean uh you guys are bigger Mourinho but uh hey he has great games from time to time but the way I, the, the game that I saw last week uh, it was pitiful to so say I, the least. I listened to Totti's interview today, um, and he said, yes, it's good to have a great coach. It's important to have a great coach, but you don't do anything without great players. Mm -hmm. He said Roma has good players. He has players that in a certain context could be good, could be helpful for the team, but there's no champion in the team. 
So Totti, your boy that you always classify as knowing everything, right? You use him as a reference. Is saying stop blaming Mourinho and look at the players. I don't think it's interpretation. It's it's uh, it's stop blaming uh, blaming Mourinho. It's interp- interpretation. It's uh, spend a little bit more money. And Mourinho is not really the solution for uh, the problem that Roma has. Well, you know what him and De Rossi both. Yeah. Agree on? Yeah. They said if anybody thinks that Mourinho's a problem, you're crazy. No, no, no. I That's ask, what they said. Yeah, but the, the way the way the the interpretation of soccer of a Mourinho Mourinho soccer right now, especially what we have seen on the on uh, on the pitch on the last game, an important game for Roma. You playing home, you playing the first the first of the the almost uh, the, the La Prima in Classifica and the winner of last year's championship, and all you do you sit for uh, 90 minutes in defense with the hope that something is going to happen, maybe a counter offensive for you to do to make the public uh, you know enjoying those a few few chances that you're going to display in order for them to justify the, the amount of money that they spent to mm-hmm. you know to to get to the stadium and uh, and to put up with a lousy performance because Roma played extremely bad I'll tell you I will be so disappointed and uh, my Inter came out with three three points actually I don't think they really worked for it that hard I mean everything just was so fluid to them and then uh, they went in and they took it well Okay, I do. Inter didn't win. Roma lost the game. Well, I would disagree with that. I was about to agree with mm. with part of it because I do I do agree that Roma they were not going to win this game coming into this match. Inter is too strong of a team, um, and to to get the Inter part for me the best team in Italy. The the style that they play, everything, their depth, um, even their coaching, it's it's really the top in Italy. Roma didn't really have a chance, in my opinion, to win. I never expected Roma to win, mm-hmm. but there's also a difference between losing a game. And then losing it in the manner that they lost. Because the way that they lost, they never even went out there to play. And I think that definitely the first goal with Chahanolu ruined the match for them. Because you can't give away a cheap goal like that in a match that you need to be perfect and very concentrated. And I know that they were missing players, right? They're going to say they're missing Tammy Abraham, Pellegrini, Karsdorp, El Shadawi. But still... In my opinion, you need to have a better interpretation of the game and you need to put on yeah. a better display. No, Marco, I think I agree with you 100%. Uh, before I go further into this, uh, of course, we're watching Serie A, if you don't know already, on Paramount Plus exclusively in North America. So we do have the link in the description. You get seven days free. And guys, you got everything. You get Serie A, Coppa Italia, you got the European Games, Champions League, Conference League. Conference League, Europa League, and much, much more. So make sure you don't miss this opportunity. Hit the link and subscribe. <laughs> there we go, Anto. But I do want to say, Marco, I do agree on, uh, with you on the part like, yeah, Roma weren't favored to win or anything like that. But the way they played, they didn't look hungry. They looked uninspiring. I mean, we saw the game. We were saying what kind of performance they put out in front of their incredible Curva, who was singing 90 plus minutes. And that's a performance you put out. I was so disappointed and I really feel bad for all the Roma fans. I feel like I got to apologize for that performance that they did. That was totally unacceptable by, by Mourinho. It was uh, defending champions. You should have the motivation. You should be breathing fire to mm-hmm. try to fight for this. You got that and right, what I Mike. saw on the thing, it looked like if you put us on the field. They had no real chances. That. We are better than Maybe. That. for yourself. There, but there was no heart, Anto. They I lacked know. No heart. heart. And Roma, you could say maybe the past few years um, haven't been playing up to par, but at least they showed something. Uh, against Inter, they showed absolutely nothing. And uh, there's a lot of blame to put on Mourinho for that. It's not just the players in that sense. I, I put Mourinho, especially in the halftime, because in the second half, nothing nothing really changed from the first half to me. 
The players are definitely not good. Yes. But all right. So let's say analyze the players. Okay. So they have a, a pretty good goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. Rui Patricio. Patricio is a good yeah. goalkeeper. Starts if we Portugal. look in the center. Definitely um, screwed up, by the way, not putting a man yeah. in the first post. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah okay. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that was a mistake. But let's analyze just in general. Okay. The goalkeeper is good. In the middle, they have Mancini. Smalling. Smalling. Or they're pretty good. I mean, Smalling. Ibanez. Uh, you know, they, they're pretty good. I mean, he got, uh, unfortunate, on the left side, Spinazzola would have been uh, really good. So he's still waiting for Spinazzola. In the midfield, Verito is not a bad player. I mean, he's... That's true. He's He's not job. bad, but he's not really good. Okay. He's Cristante. usually better than he's usually Are better. Are you going to Cristante? Well, Cristante is a national team player. I All mean, right. he's not going to... we got to stop with this national... No, we got to no, drop... No, he's no, not no, going to hurt you. we got to drop true. national team But he's not going to hurt you. Maybe he's not the flash guy. Uh, I mean, is he is he worse than Tonali? Is what are you talking about? <laughs> Tonali is much better than him. <laughs> Look at this guy here. Don't compare Cristante with Tonali. You got a crazy. So, anyway. So, the midfielder... I mean, Pellegrini is a great player. Yeah, he's good. Uh, he's, uh, again, yeah. Abraham looks like he's got so much potential to become a really good. Zaniolo, he doesn't score, but he's got that potential. He's there. Potential. He has to... Pick his head up. That's yeah, what he's got to do. Yeah, sometimes he holds the ball a yeah. little bit too long. But Zani- he doesn't have guys around right, him. But, Zaniolo, but Zaniolo, has got, Zaniolo has got talent. Yes, I agree. Abraham could grow. Mm-hmm. And so that's, Mourinho's got to yeah. make sure that he grows. In the midfield, you got a couple of good players. Pellegrini is good. Mickey is good. He has talent. So he's not that far away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, if we compare him to the other team, let's compare him to Napoli, who was in first place, to AC Milan, who was in first place, to uh, who is at- in first place, <laughs> not was Atalanta. Right. Those squads are way better. Right. Atalanta. Okay, that's what I'm saying. Those those teams are really good. Mm-hmm. Even though Napoli now it's they're gonna. They're going to suffer because they lost all the players that they lost. But Atalanta, Milan, uh, Napoli, Inter, and yeah. Inter, those teams are, are, are better. Mm-hmm. Okay, But they're not that far away. They they need to get as close to number four as possible. And so, they're in fifth. Uh, right? I think they're in sixth now. Six, they fell they're in six, yeah, they I think six. they fell in sixth now. Um, mm. Okay, you got Juventus there, but this year they're struggling. Watch Fiorentina now. You got Fiorentina who's doing very well. So they got, uh, but they're not that far away, what I'm saying. What I'm saying is maybe they are, if Spinazzola comes back. Seventh. Technically Roma, seventh. No, no, what? technically on points, they're seventh. What, they're what's, points. A, what's a point difference between fifth and seventh? Uh, it is two points. Two points. So they're there. Yeah, yeah they're there. They're two there. points. So Fiorentina sixth, right? Let's say that in. You know, in January, you want to get some play. Let's say you get Spinazzola back. Let's say you get Pellegrini back. With those players, you're not that far away. You're maybe you're two, three players away. That's all you are. And maybe if you buy one player, mm. and next year, you, you could be there. So you're gotta, saying everyone needs to stop complaining? Yeah. No, I'm not saying you need to stop complaining. You're, you're always... Uh, are you putting the blame anywhere? Are you putting it on Mourinho saying that? Yeah. No, I'm <laughs> saying he got a bad break with Spinazzola. He got a bad break with Pellegrini. Those players are good. Mm-hmm. Zaniolo has got talent. Abraham is good. Now, he needs to put them, all of them together. He might need another month or two to put them all together. And if he buys one or two players, he's right there to be in the top five. 
Can I defend I my position on Mourinho? I, because I, I took a position on this guy like, here. Would you would you say that his squad is not as good as, like, for example, Bologna, who they lost to? No, okay. no, he's no. better than Bologna. But I, so then, doesn't some of that fall on him? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. I I think he, he yeah he should have done better there. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. mm -hmm. Definitely. So uh, there's a little bit blame Let to go me. to go uh, with, with them, but the players. Also, the players have to perform. Yes. Okay. So it's they're not lacking a little bit of character. Mm -hmm. That's they, what I think. More than mm -hmm. a little bit. Yeah, they have to perform. There's, of course. there's a little bit of not understanding. They need an Ibra over there to step on the field and say, "Hey, if I'm running, you're running." Well, that's End of the story. Let me defend no my position on Mourinho, and I'll tell you the reasons why you're wrong. Okay. Let okay. me just tell you why. And then, we'll and then we'll move on. Inter gave up on Lukaku and Akimi, and they got who's coaching them right now? Inzaghi. Inzaghi, according to all of you, it was not top of the line coach to take Inter to the next level. Now Inzaghi got Zeko and Capolare minor little thing as a you know as a plug in for the loss that they they allowed to go to uh, to Chelsea and uh, and uh, PSG. All right. So now what I'm trying to say to you that Inter should have been struggling right now with uh, with Inzaghi, but nevertheless Inter is playing a lot better. It, the fluidity of the game is much better. They look good on the field and they're not struggling. They go and they just perform week in and week out. They are one point away from uh, from being first place. We're still first place by the way. <laughs> uh this is to try to tell you that the coach to me is not motivating enough the players and the style of Mourinho it's not an offensive style it's a weight weight and, and counter-attack so I would say that I'm not I'm not gonna say that you're wrong but I don't think either of your positions it's not one or the other it's no. not binary it's not that because I I Inter's team and Roma's team is night and day between the quality and the team the difference is not just the coach if I if think you Mourinho that Inter side, Gaetano would, just said it. You're wrong. Gaetano just said it. That uh, Roma's got great players, got quality players. They just they do not put it together because everybody's got is got people missing. We got a lot of play, player missing. We we miss Kajer. We miss Leao. We miss more, de more deep than others, and Roma's not one of those teams that's deep. Listen, all the players that Mourinho has available to himself right now, the national team player, the vast majority of them. Okay, yeah, don't give it to me. He has no depth though, like he, he has, has no teams. quality. He's he really doesn't. So if look at Inter's in depth. other words, Inter's yeah. depth is ridiculous. Yeah. No, that's good. If yeah. if Pellegrini goes out, if Spinazzola goes out, you have no if, replacements, no good if, replacements. Right. That's what that's what he said. Mourinho he was saying that. that so. is right I, I I do like we have to talk about Inter now we'll shift from Roma to Inter Inter I 100% agree with you that it's unbelievable to me that this team I would argue has gotten better with Conte Lukaku and Hakimi leaving yeah maybe. this team right now is better than where they were last year they are extremely direct the way that they attack and their one touch passing to go to goal is beautiful to watch. It's my favorite football in Italy. I mean, the team for me is the best on paper. It's the best in terms of the style that they play. And Inzaghi has not made them reliant on a specific play or a specific player, even, even that. They look dynamic when they go forward. And, and this is one of the things that we're talking about is like, Conte is very meticulous. Very stiff. It has to be. Very stiff. Lukaku, you got to be five yards away from Lautaro. Then, then this player has to go here. It's a little bit more free-flowing under mm -hmm. Inzaghi. So I have to give credit to Inzaghi that he came in. 
he built off the foundation. This team is built by Conte. Let's not forget that. Oh, yeah. The way that they build up. It, this is yeah. this is Conte's foundation. It's still. But it's not easy to make it better. And they have the even even Hakancha Anolu. I've never seen that guy when he was at Milan make a tackle before. I mean, now he's playing as a real midfielder that provides something going back, going forward. Their midfield is perfectly balanced. They're even getting the best out of players that some people didn't believe in. Some people said Jekyll had nothing left to give. And arguably, Jekyll's doing a brilliant job right now. So, Inter, for me, again, just keeps reiterating, we're going to see they will win the Scudetto because they are the best team. The depth, the coach, the, maybe not the coach, the depth, the style, and, and the players are just better than everyone else. That's fair. Let's hope, let's hope that you're wrong because I think AC Milan is a better the, the, the game of AC Milan has got more fluidity you Atalanta, think Milan is better than Inter? yes by far Ooh, and Atalanta is actually yeah Atalanta is actually even better Atalanta, than Atalanta uh, I'll give you I'll give you Atalanta that Atalanta style than Inter, okay Inter, it could, yes. but Inter's is a little bit more solid defensively because they're sure. they're more compact and they don't risk as much but they still get the attack that's just almost as good the thing that Inter has Atalanta do, uh, doesn't is the mentality in winning now they tasted the Scudetto the, they're the defending champs so it's almost like Inzaghi isn't really needed because they know how to win already so I feel like that's what they're carrying on what I do like of this Inza uh, of this Inter compared to last season is how versatile they are. They don't just rely on Lukaku holding the ball, puts back there, wait for Lautaro to run. You see goals come from different angles, from the midfield, from the attack, from the wing backs. It's it's like a well-oiled machine for the most part. And I was surprised how well Inzaghi in such a short amount of time, because I had a lot of question marks for him. We all did. But he he's looking he's looking very solid. We're like, Inzaghi, could he do it? I don't know. He never really won the Scudetto. I don't but know you were one of the biggest critics. You had a, str a strong opinion on if Inzaghi could do good at Inter, right? But this is uh, this team is the son of of Conte. Okay, he's the guy that that put that team there, and the star. I mean, he built this team. Now, Inzaghi came in, he gave it that freedom, and I think the players they like that freedom, that to go and not being so restricted on the runs and where you got to be at the same point so once they pass the midfield i think they have a little bit more freedom mm -hmm. to be creative and, and some of the creativity it needs to be that otherwise the players are not and i think um that it's been shown now uh, especially on on the left side I mean, where um, Perisic, Correa. Perisic. Correa. No, Perisic on the left side. I mean, I see now mm -hmm. him taking people on. He transformed. It looks, he transformed. Yeah. It looks like the player that it was at Bayern. I mean, he had a Davies. No, no. no. Perisic. Oh, 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 the Bayern, player. He was Bayern Bayern. Oh, okay, yeah, you. that he took people and nice crosses. Yeah. He does that now all the time. So sometimes the player has needs to feel that, and that could be. That could be uh, something that Inzaghi brought to this team. Mm -hmm. But I want to see tomorrow against Real Madrid. Mm -hmm. I want to see Inter and their character and how they're going to play the game. That's good. I would, yeah. I would say that this Inter side feels to me, it's been a couple of years now that they're in Champions League, right? Ever since Spalletti brought them back to Champions League. This team has more experience now. I feel like they're a little bit more mature in the style that they play. Also with the players gaining significant experience because a lot of these guys... It was their first Champions League games they've ever played. So I think that now they're also the team, besides just the coach and the mentality they bring, I think the team is just more mature to take on a, a, a team in, uh, in in Champions League. Yeah. So I think that they're going to they're gonna affront this game in a strong manner. And I think that this Inter, besides the game against Real Madrid, because they're already qualified for the next round, I think this Inter 
has maybe the most potential out of all the Italian teams to go the furthest in Champions League. And now I know Champions League, it matters about luck. I know we never, we hate luck. We hate saying the word luck here. But Champions League, for example, you draw Liverpool, you're, you're not going to go. You draw Bayern Munich, not saying we have the strength to do that. Of course, anything could happen. But if you get the right draw, I think that Inter probably has the best chance to go for furthest in Champions League. Possibly. What, is there any argument? No, you're right. It's uh, luck. It's luck. No, no, no. The but is there luck. any argument about Inter's the no, team that in has the, the most No, in the past, the criticism has been when Lazio was in the Cups, sometimes they didn't show up. The team didn't show up. And that was my criticism about Inzaghi. That's yeah, they got slapped around. Yeah. But now not a, just by poorly. Inzaghi lost. He lost against the average team very poorly, even being up on the first round. Right. He got slapped around. Yeah. Not one time. So now many, I many, want to see, times. okay, tomorrow, of course, you're playing against Real Madrid. <laughs> There's not that much you have to say to the players. They're going to be uh, very motivated to play. But I want to see how the character of the team. Listen, Listen, does anyone disagree with that? With what I said, that uh, Inter has I, I as strong as the Italian team. I don't team know that about that. I don't think League? I will see Atalanta. Has got, Atalanta yes. has got better. No, I agree with you. So, I, okay. I think Atalanta has got a, has got a more of a DNA for uh, to take it to go further into the, the Champions. Champions League, because of the system that Gasparini plays. Gasparini uh, is very difficult to uh, to to beat. I mean, uh, we, he, he can win impossible games for you. And for Gasparini, the, the Fattore Campo does not exist. Whether you're playing home or you're playing away, the system is that one. They don't care. They don't go anywhere. They don't they don't play home and they defend it and they wait for something to happen. Gasparini's game is a joke propositivo. I'm going to explain to you in English what does that mean. A, we are taking the game to you. We're not waiting for you to to give us some something to play around your the system. Now, we're going to impose our system and our game to you. Let's see what you have. That's it. Would you say that that sometimes also hurts Atalanta, though? Ye because sometimes they overexpose themselves in a competition like Champions League? Yeah, but yes, yes. But that at the same time, at the same time, there are there are teams that they respect the Gasperini uh, attitude because they said, this guy here is not coming here to lay down and to wait and seek. For sure, we agree on that. Yeah. So, uh, and uh, Guardiola, Guardiola is one of the biggest uh, estimator of uh, Gasperini. So, uh, Guardiola is uh, it's technically almost the same mentality. Guardiola takes over the game from the very beginning, and they said, "Hey, we're going to run the scheme, we're going to run the ball, we're going to get possession, and we're going to try to press them as much as we can, regardless of the one nothing, two nothing, or three, mm -hmm. or three nothing." So, this is our game, and that's what we're going to stick on. No try to yeah. save here and there. One thing I would say uh, about Gasperini is he has to be able to finish the game yeah. and and close the game yeah. because in big games that he was ahead. He lost. Mm -hmm. yeah. Lose the lead. He the still end, goes to attack. He, at the end, he wasn't able to finish the game. So he has to learn how to, to me, he has to close those games. Certain games, at one point, you're playing against Liverpool and you win, you, know, you have to close it. Mm -hmm. That's it. And he hasn't been able to do that. Mike, what did you think about Atalanta? Big, big, big win against Napoli. Wow. Mm. Uh, this was a crazy game. Uh, we were watching over here with Anto, of course. And uh, I actually predicted Atalanta to win this game, uh, but Napoli were had a depleted side, we must say. Uh, so Spalletti didn't really had he had to change his formation. He had to play with a three-man back line because it was forced. He had three or four starters out. Um, but Atalanta is just reaffirming, I think, the mistakes we we said and uh, proven us wrong and how strong they are. 
regardless of they're playing home and away, like Anto says, these guys just attack, attack, attack. They're not scared of anything. Even if they can see a goal or two, they're still gonna be at, uh, they're still gonna <coughs> attack. Uh, that's their mentality. That's what uh, Gasperini has instilled in them. And for Napoli, it's been it's been a, a tough p- past uh, couple of weeks, I'd say, in terms of the adversities they fa- uh, faced. Uh, they they lost a couple. Uh, they dropped points uh, the past few matches. They lost some players, but uh, every team's gonna go through that. And but personally, I do think Atalanta deserved that match overall. They, I I believe they were the stronger. I think they were the stronger side. I know people can disagree with Keep the focus well. on Atalanta for a second, and then we'll go to Napoli. Yeah. Um, I think for Atalanta, the thing, I, I, I had them winning, and I wasn't really a doubt. Um, I, I thought that Atalanta, I really respect uh, the mentality that they had, and I think that the difference this year with Atalanta, number one, they're heating up. They're getting into a better moment as Napoli are, are continuing, are going to struggle for a little while, which is normal. I think that the difference is that Atalanta had Pasalic, Muriel, and Ilicic on the bench <laughs> until... 70th minute this is finally the year that i feel the depth that they have in their squad they were pressing napoli especially in the first half and napoli was really struggling to cope with it they almost suffocate you when they when they come at you and they 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 get you into the back and if you don't have a a strong midfielder which i felt like napoli was missing there fabian ruiz who was not available to break that line you almost get killed because atalanta loves that pressure and they're showing that not only can they maintain that pressure throughout a match, they have more maturity in the back because Demiral has been a fantastic player. And they have the depth that they could still throw in three players. Again, like I say, Pasalic, Muriel, Ilicic, that could all be starters and that could all still change a match until the end of the game. Last thing that I'll say about Atalanta, that run from Demiral, I have what other team in the world has a center back Making a striker's a, run, a, a run that breaks the line like that, and then the finish, unbelievable. I'll, I'll get on Atalanta? Yeah, on Atalanta, as we said, as I always said, I like the Gasparini style. Gasparini is the closest one that resembles Saki, the way he plays, except for the, the defensive, uh, the back line of defense. Saki always had the the sweeper, and uh, Gasparini's got the, you know, he's got his own his own system going on. But, but. The first half, I'll give it to you. It was uh, it was Atalanta. Atalanta's, uh, you know, uh, they were running the the play. Uh, they were uh, directing uh, or the, the, the orchestra everywhere. There was just a baton. Ta, 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 ta. Everything was uh, was fluid on their way. But Napoli, to me, did not deserve to lose. A tie will never be a steal, given the fact that Napoli, for me, he played a better second half, much better than the first half. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you look at the, the quality of the chances that Napoli had, I would say that nobody would be crying right now if, uh, if uh, Napoli would have taken the 2-2. And sometimes even uh, with a little luck, the word that we don't like, even winning the game. I'm going to go that far to say it. I don't know about Again, that, that takes uh, uh, what Gatano was saying before, the Gasperini, from time to time, when he's in a situation to close down the game or to take the win home, you know, he doesn't do it, but uh, he did it against Inter, uh, and uh, I'll tip my hat to him. But uh, I gave him, I took, uh, I took a two-two. I, my prediction was two-two. I was a tie, and I was uh, hoping to be right. But hope, you know. But I said, hey, but uh, what do you, what do you want? Don't you want AC Milan to be in first place? Uh, well, in this particular case, I want another, I want Atalanta not to win, and I'm gonna leave it at that. So, uh, but Napoli did not deserve to lose. I, I mean, Napoli was was clearly um, they were out with uh, Koulibaly. Who was their leader in defense? Uh, Juan Jesus was was a disaster. Uh, by the way, I saw a four man backline. I didn't see a three like you. They started with three. I didn't see, I didn't notice that. 
Um, anyway, they were without without Kulubali, they were without Fabian Ruiz, they were out without Anguisa, they were without Osimen, and they were out with uh, Spalletti. Spalletti also was uh, was not there. So they were missing a lot of guys, and it's normal. It's not normal for a team to miss so many key players and then to win. Uh, you got to give respect to Atalanta. They're one of the best teams. And and it's true that Napoli, they especially towards the end of the first half, Atalanta were happy that the halftime was going to end because mm-hmm. Napoli almost scored a, a second goal over there. And and when the second half started, Dries Mertens scored a, a fantastic goal, caught them sleeping, went up 2-1. But then, again, they lacked, number one, the biggest mistake, the the assistant, uh, Spalletti's assistant, had a nightmare of a, of a match. Oh, my gosh. Number one, he, he kicked the ball before it went out. Yeah. He grabbed the ball before. i never seen it in my life. <laughs> yeah, he, did it, he did it unintentionally. I mean, the ball was I'm coming not, out. It doesn't I matter know. if you're doing unintentionally. But it's still in you're play. You're in Serie A, you grab the ball. I know. Before it it's still out. in play. No, he didn't great. grab it, Marco. He kicked, he kicked it a little the, bit. You can't do it. I didn't say grab with his hands. Mm-hmm. He went to get the ball before the yeah. ball went out. <laughs> and then, again, this could be Spalletti telling him, once he took Dries Mertens out, that killed the game. Murdered the game he was best for player. Napoli. Then they had, and you could see even Mertens was pissed off. Like you're taking me out. He was the only guy going forward. Petania is not a striker that's going to create you anything. Mm-hmm. Petania is a guy who, okay, maybe on a set piece, he'll get his head onto. It. He's a big boy. He, you know, he he drags some players, but he's not a creative player. And they would have needed a little bit of creativity if you want to win the game. But Marco, his timing was wrong. But uh, what do you think? He, what do you think was directing? Who do you think was directing the, the, the assist? Spalletti. There you go. So again, I'm just, those. Those are the kind of uh, those are the kinds of situation. For me, the the timing of the subs were wrong. Number one, for sure, would have done that maybe five minutes later would have been a different story. And the the fact that that Spalletti wants to take the the positive you know results back home facing Atalanta for them a tie was a was like a, a positive uh, you know uh, outcome. But nevertheless, again, again, I blame more Spalletti than his assistant because uh, Spalletti makes the the phone call and said, hey. Started with the change, just put this and this inside and take a... Uh, oh, you forgot that Insigne was not playing either, uh, Marco. Ah, yeah, there you I go. knew I was forgetting somebody yeah, else. So, uh, uh, that's right. So, uh, I didn't see the game and in, in, uh, later on I'll, I'll explain why I didn't see the game. But I am disappointed as Spalletti big time because you do, you do not get a red card on the, on the game before. You know that you have all these players out, okay? And you, the team needs you to be there on the sideline to direct them. And you get a red card in a, in a critical situation like that. And the next two games, you're going to have Empoli and you're going to have AC Milan. I think they're going to be lucky if they get three points out of those two games. And I don't even know if they're going to get three points. Okay, what happens if you get one point in the next two games? Okay, this was very crucial. Not only was a crucial game, but for mentally, because of all the players that went out, if you could have gotten a tie out of this game, it would have been a win for them. It wouldn't have been a big win. I mean, you're talking about Mm -hmm. half of the team, it was out. So this game was crucial to get a point and for him to get a point. And can you imagine if he was on the side of that, of, of, of the, the team bench, on, the, on bench. the bench and he was there and they would have gotten a tie yeah. I think this would help him definitely the next game against Empoli but the big game against AC Milan mm. sure. no it's it's fair yeah, yeah. I think I think that we also have Napoli 
because they've been so amazing, because they started season so amazing, have set certain expectations for themselves. Nobody expected them. Most people didn't have Napoli in the top four mm-hmm. of where they would have seen the season. But because they started so well and people started saying, oh, they're Scudetto, they could win the Scudetto, I think we put certain expectations. So it almost seems like you can't slip up anymore, right? Because just because the league is so competitive. So it is, we're, we're critical also because the the expectations of, of where they match, which could also be a little bit unfair from our side as well. But I, I think it's a fair, it's a fair conversation. Even the same thing, I remember, I was thinking about this as well when watching the Juventus game. Morata was nearly, I, I mean, I think Morata was minutes away from getting sent off for getting a red card in, in a match that I said, there's, you're playing, you were playing in Genoa with 1-0 up. I said, how stupid you gotta be? The guy was fighting with the player. He got a yellow card already and he was still screaming at the referee and at the center back. I said, you're 1-0 up. You're, you wanna put your team down to 10 men. Come, you, you're not even playing good, so don't even act like, oh, I got to act macho. No, it was so ridiculous. So I think sometimes maybe this season is so hard, so competitive. Anything could happen. In the final few minutes of games, we had we had Fiorentina last week who was up in the 86th minute and then ended up losing a game to Empoli. They, the tensions are so high, and I feel like a little bit, they've uh, some of the, the guys have, have lost their head already, lost their heads a little bit. No, you yeah, no, Ma- Marco, I do agree, and I just want—I actually do want to say something. All this Napoli talk is uh, reminding me something that we actually have a clip from CBS, uh, and of course, this week is Napoli. Marco almost spoiled it last week, I know. but we made you guys wait. See, for they this got one. mad. They got mad that we weren't yeah, putting the Napoli one, but exactly. we said just wait. Everybody's is coming. We said just wait, but guys, we're gonna insert the Napoli clip right now. Sultry. Seductive, Naples makes you fall in love. In the shadow of Mount Vesuvius, against the sparkling blue of the Gulf, the city of the sun burns with desire. A film set with a thousand looks. The narrative here is always a love story. The main protagonist, it's Gaccio. The theatrics play out at the stadio, where the hand of God blessed the city causing a tectonic shift that forever changed the plot for the Giazzurri. Explosively passionate and independent, their story entices like the siren's song echoing through the city streets. While the Partenope live out their intense love and immeasurable pain of their own mythology with every touch of the ball. Napoli, oh heart of this heart, you were the first love. The, the Why We Love series, it's phenomenal yeah i want to make a thread i'm gonna make a thread on it one day just to put all of them but they did such a good job respecting uh the city and respecting the culture the only thing i uh the only thing i don't like about those clips is you think there's gonna be a movie coming to it it like teases you and it's like where's the rest it looks like a movie trailer it's a a great piece regardless guys link in the description seven days free paramount uh, plus to check everything seria and everything else cultural uh link below you know you know what's good you know it's good because I even saw that clip getting shared by Napoli journalists in Napoli. And you know if Napoli is posting something from American TV, then it has to be exceptional. Yeah. Anyway. And how much does it cost? Well, subscribe. 
499. If you do it annually, you get a nice uh, discount, right? Guys, I'll give you, you can beat the sun. <laughs> you cannot beat it. If you buy a cup of coffee, a Starbucks, Dunkin' Donuts, and all this other thing, it costs you five dollars. More. More than five dollars. If you get a latte, more. it's eight, you know, eight you know, dollar and change. You know what I just discovered? You get an app from uh, an, one of those uh, burger places, I won't say the name, it costs you a dollar, the coffee. And you get a big coffee, <laughs> and it's very, very good coffee. So get the coffee for a dollar, and the other four dollars, you put another 50 cents, you can have, you can subscribe to Paramount Plus. You weren't here, wow. but we went on a whole rant about how everyone is over overcomplicated coffee these days. Oh yeah, yeah. We did a rant <laughs> because I was, I was telling them I went, I went to get coffee, and I was like, oh, just take a medium black coffee, and it goes like, yeah, what else? And I was like, no, no, nothing. She's like. Oh what? my God, that was yeah. so easy. I was like, you don't have to overcomplicate coffee. Right, She's right. like, the amount of things that I have to remember I, to I, do in this I, coffee. I know. Call, and I got mine in two seconds. Milk, no sugar. That's all I say. No, no, they're hey. looking at me. And they, the person before me, yeah. you know, it, it's like the, the coffee has got 10 words. Yeah. <laughs> macchiaro. Alla la grande macchiaro. macchiaro. Skim. Caramel. Skim. Caramel. Uh, with uh, Almond cinnamon. Milk. Almond milk. Yeah. Sugar. Yeah. yeah. The last time I want to get some. With a splash of. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's um, ridiculous. The last time I want to get something to eat, it was like 20 something dollars. I was like, Paisa, that's like four months of Paramount Plus right there. I walked right out of the door. <laughs> $20? Over $20. Money. Like four months of amazing stuff. No, no, not, yeah, not coffee. Just like regular food. What are you like, spending in, a, in Greek restaurants? <laughs> <laughs> but regardless, guys, Paramount Plus, check it out. Um, let's talk about your Milan, who also played that day. 2 0 win over Salernitana. Again, you're missing a lot of players. Salernitan is a B team. I mean, I think that we understand that. I mean, their matches that they play, that I, I use your famous uh, line. They have one, one foot in Serie B and one foot on a banana peel. He's undervaluing Milan's no, no, work, Anto. No, no. That's what it play looks like. Don't let him instigate. <laughs> you might just play Salernitan. I said the same exact thing. Everybody that plays Salernitan, I say the same thing. Uh, but Milan, you had to go out there. You had to do the job. It, the, the match was over after 18 minutes mm -hmm. because you scored two goals, Kessi and Salah Makers. I would say that maybe... You need to work on finishing a game off a little bit more because you you kind of leave a match open and I think you had a lot of opportunities to score goals, but you didn't always capitalize. Is You're that right. a concern? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, plenty of chance with uh, Brahim the Dream. He will have uh, uh, put a couple more away. He had uh, two three times uh, one on one with the goalie. Messi has had a very good uh, couple other uh, good chances. And uh, hey, listen, we didn't have a, we we had a, a Ibra sitting on the bench. We didn't have Rebic, but we're not taking any excuses. It's not an excuse when you play Salernitana for not winning the game, you know, with a large um, score. So, but nevertheless, it's a win for us. It's a two nothing, and uh, everybody got the chance. And uh, uh, purely was able to rotate a bunch of players that they they rarely play. And I think it's looking forward to the to the next game, which is the Liverpool, as we all know. And they try to to do some time management with um, with the energy and uh, the players that uh, they're going to be starting uh, the game against Liverpool. Leal Unfortunately, I know. See again. See for on a game like that, Leao should have been sat. Mm. And ever uh, I would have used even maybe Maldini's uh, kid or uh, somebody else. But uh, nevertheless, hey, Leao is an important part of the uh, attacking uh, squad of AC Milan. So uh, and we're not going to be complaining. You're going to just put the best player that you have available for yourself against Liverpool and uh, hope for the best. How do you feel uh, about this match? Uh, obviously, I mean, this is a bigger talking point than the match against Salernitana. Mm -hmm. How do you feel the t today, uh, if these people are watching today, you're playing against uh, Liverpool, uh, a match that's very, very important. 
to to be able to be uh, a team that qualifies for uh, for Champions League. How do you feel about your possibilities? Well, listen, everybody, you and you, you, you're the first. Uh, you guys brought off uh, AC mm-hmm. Milan from the very beginning because we were on uh, on uh, Nel Girone della Morte on the on the, yeah, the yeah group of death and. Uh, uh, again, I don't take things like that lightly. In the AC Milan DNA, it's not to uh, uh, under under uh, value uh, uh, any game, but at the same time, they're not, uh, you know, they're not taking uh, uh, anybody lightly. So they go over there to win the game. So that's what I think the mentality should be. And I think we can uh, we can still beat Liverpool. I mean, uh, even without all uh, the the players that are available to ourselves right now, I think AC Milan should go over there and give 110 percent. Mm-hmm. Because uh, even if we don't make it all the way to the semi or to, or to the quarter, if we beat Liverpool, we have plenty of money coming into the, you know, the, the 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 treasury of AC Milan, and that we can use those money to uh, improve the team. So I'll read you the group as it stands right now. <laughs> Liverpool obviously are already through; they have zero to play for because they don't even have to play for first place. A lot of the teams that are already qualified, they're still playing for mm-hmm. first place. Liverpool have 15 points. Porto are in second with five points. Milan are in third with four points. And Atletico Madrid are in fourth with four points. So obviously, the fate doesn't only rest in your hands. Um, If I just go based off my math, if Porto and Atletico would tie, they would each be on six and five. And if Milan would win, you would be in second place. And if we if AC Milan uh, uh, ties and Porto and uh, and uh, and Atletico they tie, if you tie, you're out. Yeah, you can't, out. You have to win. Yeah, you, you have tie, to win. You tie, Regardless, you have to win. what about if? Uh, oh, I see. I see. What I think. Saying. I believe if if Porto or Atletico win, um, you could be out as well. No, yeah, they they definitely yeah. out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Porto, uh, Porto's got five points. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Porto cannot win. So yeah. if yeah. Porto loses, then uh, Atletico goes to seven points. Mm-hmm. If Porto ties, they go. So if if, if Atletico and AC Milan they win the bo- they both uh, win then uh, who's out AC Milan I think has got better a better uh, I'm, I'm just yeah I guess the goal, goal differential so Atletico you they did two one they won two one in Milano mm-hmm. but you won one zero mm-hmm. in Atletico so if it does still go off of goal difference then you would not be in. Mm. That's strange because they scored two away goals. But regardless, the f- first focus is Milan has to win that game. Mm-hmm. And uh, Klopp actually said he's gonna do rotation. He officially announced in the press conference. I actually look at it. This so he's doing crazy. so he's doing a rotation for that game. You have so to. a little bit more help for Milan. Hopefully they can get the job done, get the three points, but and then whatever happens missing. happens for the rest. You know, first get the job done there. Then I think we have a good, that's out of your hands. I think we have a chance. I thought I thought for sure Milan was out, and I still yeah. don't think that the odds are in your favor. <laughs> but Definitely hope because you beat, you beat Atletico. Decent it would be beautiful if we could get four teams out of the oh. uh, Champions League. Group we haven't stage, had this yeah. in, in, I think, a decade at least. Mm. Uh, it's been what time is going to be the game? Two forty-five. Yeah. Yeah, oh boy, good. are we gonna? Are gonna? You guys are gonna be here? Yeah, yeah, we'll do a live stream. Yeah, I guess I'm gonna quit my job, so I'm gonna have to find some like huge game. Yeah, I'm gonna just. Uh, <laughs> so we hope. We hope. We hope. Um, what What are the game we got to talk about? The Juventus uh, general. Yeah, we'll talk about um, Juventus general real quick. Uh, Genoa is another team that they are in. They are as close to Serie B as Serie B clubs as well. I mean, I feel bad for Shevchenko because they got him at the worst possible time. This schedule, we put out the schedule last time, and I'm going to try to find it. And now it is ridiculous how hard his schedule was when they got him. The team is not good. It's not even Shevchenko. You can't even blame him because the team was bad even from the start. They play against Juventus. They had zero shots on target, zero attempts. They had 29% possession. They did absolutely not. One of the worst teams I've seen in, in Serie A. I mean, I have, yeah. them and Salernitana are truly bad. 
Just bad. So I have the schedule when Shevchenko was appointed Genoa manager. His first game was Genoa Roma, Udinese versus Genoa, uh, then Milan, uh, then playing the the Derby, uh, De La Lanter- Lanterna, uh, Juventus, Lazio, and Atalanta. So all those games are pretty much f- setting him up for disaster. Yeah. He has no luck. No, absolutely no luck with that schedule. They just better real. I just hope that when they signed him, they told him like, "All right, we know how crazy the schedule is. Give We're not going to count what's happening right here." If I was him, put that in the contract. Put that in the contract. <laughs> uh, the thing is that if the team goes to Serie B, what does Shevchenko do? Mm-hmm. Well, he, he'll be sacked away before that. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure it's not going to get to that point. The thing is now they have new American owners. It's a, it could be different. If this was if this was with Preziosi. I bet you they would give. Him, I bet you he would sack him by the time that he's done with those matches. Anyway, we digress. Uh, we'll talk about Juventus uh, for a second. DiBala scored uh, his fifth of the season. DiBala was finally. I like that he actually changed formations. He finally did a four-two-three-one, which is something that we're all kind of asking for 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 a little bit, a little while. Uh, DiBala was everywhere on the pitch. At least it was finally nice to see him have a little bit of freedom in that trequartista role. I think that. His biggest thing is he needs to stay healthy because if this kid could stay healthy, he's the added guy for Juventus um, in in their attack. And they could really go on and have a much better season if I think a lot depends on Dybala. But I do like that Allegri has put him as the center of the play and understood he's the smartest player that he has. He's one of the smartest players in Serie A and just his technical ability. He needs to consistently do this day in and day out. And there's many matches that he could have multiple goals and multiple uh, assists that sometimes he's missing a little bit. I think Cuadrado, obviously he scored off the corner kick. Respect to, to him, by the way, he said he didn't mean to. He said, I was not trying to score. He said, I just kicked the ball really hard, and I was looking for first post. Anto would never admit that. I just you would be say. the last one to, uh, to admit <laughs> it. If it went straight in, you'd be like, oh, I meant to shoot it in straight from the corner. Everything that I do, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. So, uh, Cuadrado, but even besides that, Cuadrado, the amount of touches that he has on, on the ball is something incredible oh, yeah. to see. He's one of the most important players for Juventus. Also, you saw Locatelli's position was a little bit different. He was getting a little bit more involved. It's hard to really grab anything because you're playing against Genoa. I would say Morata is, wow. I mean, the guy is really struggling right now. He is not in a good moment because it's not even about goals. He, for, he, he could have scored three goals. Yeah. Forget it. For a forward, is is important. Yeah, Sirigu made a very good yeah. cha- uh, very good saves against Morata. I gotta Sirigu, be honest with you. You guys are you guys are piling up on Morata. So I, I think, on my opinion, a way you've been too hard on Morata. Morata that game under five zero because Morata, it's, uh, you you find him every time that Dybala will pass the ball. I will uh, that, that that time that he just pushed the ball like that with his flat foot and and uh, Sirigu made a spectacular save. I mean, the guy's there. He's been trying so. Uh, you know, his attitude, his body language, sometimes he's a little too nervous. You, you were saying, you were saying before that he was begging for a second yellow card and uh, been thrown out, and then and this, all of this Allegri, Allegri scolding him as soon as he comes out of the, the, the field. It's just, uh, you know, the guy's been trying so hard. The fact that Juventus, uh, they play with a lot of nerves right now is because of uh, their uh, their standing is really the uh, a reflection. Got three goals this season. Yeah, but uh, Marco, what, whose fault is that? It's, it's the midfield, but How even many, the midfield. But they've, but he's had chances. It's not like he hasn't had chances. And my problem, even besides the goals, he also doesn't do a good job in building into the attack. Like mm. he loses the ball a lot of times, and he looks like he's just truly lacking in so much confidence. Mm. It's not every team. We we said this. Go down the list. Go down from Inter, Milan, Atalanta, Napoli, even Fiorentina. 
all have a top class number nine. Like a number nine who's going to score goals, even if they don't get service, they figure out a way to score goals. Morata's just not that guy. He's not. You're not that guy, pal. Trust me. What is that? That meme? I don't know. You're not that guy. You're not that guy. Come on. You definitely know it. What, it, just what, don't is, what is it? <laughs> I know, I know what you're trying Too to do. You're gonna guy. try to call. You're gonna try to call my friend Joe Barone. You want Vlaovic? I don't think it's gonna happen. You're not gonna get Vlaovic. Believe me, Joe. Anybody by Juventus? Okay. <laughs> you're just listening to me. Anyway, we're talking about the team. Uh, <laughs> too late now. Kulusevski too. Kulusevski is another guy who you know he has talent. He's shown that he has talent. He had talent at Parma, but even over here. I mean, there's something there's something that goes wrong with some of these guys. Juve need a rebrand. They got to change their logo again. <laughs> well, with Juventus, you have a lot of pressure, and you need to score. And if you don't score, uh, then you don't belong in Juventus. And so right now, the forwards, uh, they don't, they're not that confident to uh, to score goals. Um, I'm glad for Dybala. I could have scored three goals, three easy goals. I mean, the last couple of games, mm -hmm. there was a lot of chances they could have scored. But right now, that's the way it is. Uh, the important thing is that they're winning, and eventually, like Allegri said, the goals will come. They mm. also, if you look at their next three games, this is a big opportunity for Juventus. I think this is a crucial part to the season. I know it sounds weird to say crucial part of the season already, but these next three games, they've got Venezia, Bologna, and Cagliari, I believe. That should be a spot where if they pick up nine points, yeah. they would put serious pressure on four. some of the, the six teams that are ahead of them yeah. that are probably not going to pick up the points. This is crucial. Yeah. If Juventus fail to get nine points from this, then there are serious question marks. Yeah, they were, now it comes, they could see it and they could smell it that they're getting close to, to the fourth place. They're going, if they get nine points in the next Not three sure. games, they're going to be close. I don't know what they, they put on the coffee for you. Points, right? I don't <laughs> think uh, your coffee was spiked up. I don't think they can <laughs> smell it. I, don't even, I think you need to wake up and smell the coffee, not the coffee that Mike made you. Actually, you made the coffee yeah. for him with no cream. That's right. He made your coffee with no cream. I, sh I saw it. That's why you're talking like <laughs> I that. Saw I mean, it. I didn't do anything. I said, I yeah, saw yeah, it. well, the coffee was not that good. I mean, I mean you know that we don't have that much control. Well, no, you do. You machine. do. You made it too watery for him. If you yeah, put but how, more, do I, how do I? What well, you do, you put more more powder on and you press it. So you, if you're so good at it, why don't you ever? Oh, no, I never show you what to do. I've never seen you make one coffee. And that especially, is true. Especially for, everybody to make one. He especially for that, for that, you're supposed to make a good coffee. That's why he's talking like that, okay? Because the he's still not smelling <laughs> the coffee. That's why he's talking like that. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? Some other games. You want to say something? No, Fiorentina, no, let's go I, for Fiorentina. He's talking about smelling coffee. I want to smell the bolognese soon. Oh, boy. Oh, who's eat. making bolognese? I, I got to go eat. Come on. Man. Allora, so eh, la Fiorentina, parliamo di Fiorentina, let's go. Fiorentina won uh, against Bologna. Again, Vlaovic goal, 13 goals in, uh, in Serie A. We'll just, we'll just touch about the, the rest of the games because mm. it's not one I think that you got to focus on. Fiorentina is doing amazing. Mm. I mean, you look at their position on the table, they were at fifth at one point. Are they still in fifth now after no, the game? They're tied with Juve. When they won, when they won their game, uh, they were in fifth place. Sixth place. They're sixth place tied, uh, well, tied on points with Juventus, so technically you could say in fifth, uh, fifth okay. place. So right, what, a, what, a, what a season uh, that they're having. Mm -hmm. This is yeah. uh, the best season since 2016 for Fiorentina. Um, it's, been, it's been really good. They, they picked up a lot of points. Again, Bologna is a tricky team because Bologna coming into this was eighth place. They were just beating Roma. Mihalovic's men are very tough, especially in Bologna. But Fiorentina proved that they, they have good players. They really do. Nico Gonzalez, I really like. The player is strong. But it all comes from Italiano. And his philosophy, his style, 
has changed his team around. It goes it goes back to what we were saying about the style of playing and that the new the young coaches that we have in Italy right now the Serie A guys is a it's a prolific ground for some of the best coaches that they want to try to take away from us. Okay, we have so many talents over here and now Europe they're realizing they're starting to call them in Turkey they're starting to call them all over the places. We need to keep those coaches over here in Italy and I think Italiano been <laughs> been in Italy Italiano in Italy. It's oh, the way to go. I never thought about that. It's the way to go, guys. <laughs> Italiano is doing a great job with uh, with Fiorentina. Joe, if uh, if we have a chance, we like to do uh, have an interview with him. We like to <laughs> to pick his brain a little bit to to find out what's, what. would you ask him? What's your first oh, question? Well, uh, the first question is, uh, what what did you do differently than Yakini to get the same squad running at eight cylinder? Number one. Number two, what what kind of a motivation uh, besides the besides the scheme that you present into the during the um, the training section, uh, you you get the, your player to execute and uh, and number three, uh, uh, you're gonna join AC Milan. Well, no, 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 no. <laughs> I would love him, but uh, for now we're just gonna stick with what we have, and uh, you know you don't change uh, your mic. Don't say anything because I know you're ready to jump. We're not changing things that works. You don't change what works, you, okay? And speaking of Fiorentina, we got uh, Lucas Torreira following us now. So mm. maybe he's following the podcast too. Hey, Lucas. We remember him at Sampdoria. He played at Sampdoria, then he went to England, and now he's back at Fiorentina, and he's he's a pivotal role for this uh, Fiorentina side. It looks like he won a starting spot. So. Maybe it will be Lucas Hola, Torreira Lucas. and Joe Baron connecting us, connecting with the Italiano, so we're going to pick his brain, okay, yeah. Joe? It's uh, official right now. <laughs> Spezia tied 2-2 with uh, Sassuolo. They were actually up 2-0 in that match, and Sassuolo uh, came back and got a tie. Sassuolo, too. There was a there was a hilarious tweet. This guy, Jake, on Twitter, Milan fan, big Milan fan. He said, Sassuolo are the Robin Hood of Serie A. They steal points from the rich teams, and they give points to the poor. I like mm-hmm. that. Hilarious. I like that. There was, we actually made a we Funny. made a, I like it. We made a graphic based off of uh, off of what he said because it's true. So they beat Juventus, they beat Milan, they tied Napoli, and then they lost to Torino, lost to Udinese, lost to Empoli, lost to uh, sorry, tied Genoa, tied Cagliari, tied Sampdoria, and tied Spezia. They're, they're the team that perfect resonates like uh, in the locker room. Okay, we don't need no motivation. We're playing Juventus. Go out there and take some points. But then that's with so other bad. teams, uh, they, they kind of so they make it equal though. That's why you you don't you don't get a you don't achieve your 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 goals when uh when you need to get motivated in those uh, little matches. The Zerbi was uh, probably a better coach and motivating in the smaller matches. Dionisi is good, but yeah, no, no, Let's I'm not saying I'm not saying anything. But uh, similar uh, style of football though overall. I like Dionisi. I like him. Lazio won uh, 3-1 over Sampdoria. Sampdoria on the verge of sacking uh, Daverza. But uh, it's not going to happen yet because I think, uh, I, I don't remember, Stankovic. They want Stankovic, but he's not available at the moment. Stella Rosso, yeah, Stella Rosso doesn't want to let him go mm. right now. So he's not going to be able to go. Um, and Lazio getting back to winning ways is is important for them. Milinkovic Savic, I think. Was it this game? Yeah, he scored yeah, an unbelievable scored. goal. And Immobile also scored. Immobile scored. Yeah, uh, It's important for them. And Sadi, after the match, he had a quote you like this. He said, uh, you know, we review so much film that I feel more like a TV director than a coach. Yeah, and what all the notes that he takes, forget <laughs> about it, the review. Got only He'll notes. be a producer, He's right? He's a copywriter, too. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You you were very big on sorry. Just say something. Come on. <laughs> Just say something. <laughs> you actually you were sorry for uh, for the uh, for the carnival. For I'm sorry for Halloween. Well, those are the uh, Rome has been disappointed between Mourinho and Sarri, uh, where 
he's got the leading scorer of the campionato. Mm. He has uh, one of the best midfielders around. I mean, he should be doing much better than that. But um, his defense I, sucks. Yeah, I was big on on Lazio. Um, not so much on Sarri, but I, I believe that he had the players mm-hmm. to, to do better than than uh, than what he's doing. I was speaking to some of my friends that are Lazio fans from Lazio, and they were saying to me that they feel like, and they said, regardless of you know not being prisoners of the moment, not being you know mad that of what they're doing, he said since the start he never felt that Sarri fit Lazio. He said mm-hmm. that the style and what comes at Lazio is very different than what Sarri is good for. He said Sarri and Napoli was one thing. It's a different it's a different mentality, it's a different pressure. He thinks that at Lazio, the fan base and, and just the culture of Lazio will not mix with Sarri. Mm-hmm. This is how he feels. He said, regardless of what happens, I don't think that those two mix together. I agree. I agree one thousand percent. Inzaghi, I think Inzaghi had, he had them all electrified, his style of coaching, mm-hmm. his intensity. This Sarri over there with a little piece of whatever he's getting on his mouth and then this stupid notebook it's not what Rome needs you know Mourinho, Mourinho on uh, on the other hand is uh, you know he jumps like a shrimps on the sideline he, he's starting to, uh, to tantalize yeah like a Salib he's starting to tantalize the refs <laughs> and all the stuff so he's starting to blame on the, the ref so he draws attention away from the from the mm-hmm. field and the players but this side it's just a nothing it's a it's like a it's like a soup without salt Unseasoned, right? Unseasoned. Bland. It's like you blame you Bland. you drinking water. So he was telling me he said that at, at, <coughs> at Lazio the the feeling with uh, with Inzaghi was that Inzaghi he got more what what the team was Inzaghi was able to get more out of the team than what they really were. He made them better than than where they were. While Sadi on the other hand he doesn't think that that they could get there. So we'll have to see if it's true. There have been some hiccups. Um, was, oh, you know what? You know what Mourinho said, by the way, in his press conference. Mm-hmm. He said that, uh, you know, us, you journalists. He said you journalists make uh, a lot less money because your job is easy. He said we make more money than you because our job is hard. Well, that's stupid. You see, you know, as, if you are a classy guy, you don't talk like that because number one, number one, the journalists are there to criticize and to just present what's going on the situation to the general public and uh, to give a, a, a picture of what the hell is going on over here. And Mourinho, all he has to do is just denigrate them and say, hey, you bunch of low life, that's why you're making no money. So wow. that maybe this telling them that I am overpaid, not because I'm smarter than you, <laughs> but because uh, that's the nature of the business. So uh, I'd love to uh, you have a conversation. Are with you them. a classy guy? I am. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to this guy here. <laughs> class. <laughs> Prima class. First class. Forty class. First class. All right. So thank you, Mike. You could teach him oh, sometime. You could teach him sometime. I stuff. wish he would come over here. We will have a session with him. We'll sit him over here and then uh, we'll talk to him. Right. I would classy? love to see what he says. Uh, sometime. <laughs> when? Uh, when? Uh, I don't know, when he sleeps. <laughs> Uh, one more game and then we'll get to your story over here. Mm. Uh, Venezia Els Verona was unbelievable. You know, I preach over here, never turn off a Serie A ga- uh, game. And I'll be honest with you, I did on this one. Venezia was up 3-0. You made a big mistake. I changed. I put Spezia on. I put, uh, I was like, I was so disappointed in myself. Because then the next moment that I checked, uh, 3-3. Mm. Verona came back and tied it 3-3. Giovanni Simeone scored a brilliant goal. 
And then they ended up winning the match 4-3 with, again, an even better Giovanni Simeone goal. What a Serie A we are having. Mm-hmm. This this game, I mean, I looked at myself, seven goals in this match. We've had 11 games this season with six or more goals in them. 11 games had either six, seven, or eight goals in them. Mm. Absolutely ridiculous. Uh, I think the average is about four goals a game. Mike, Juventus might be tearing that house down. Count all the goals of Serie A, Mike. Can you do it? Yeah, there are over 40 goals. About 43, 44 goals. That's a lot. That's a lot. For this week. That's That's unbelievable. So it's, uh, what, 10 games? Yeah. Yeah, so it's about a little bit over four goals a game. The mentality is really changing. You you grew up with Serie A. How different is this? Oh, my God. It was 0 0 0 0 To get 40 goals, you needed 10 games. Well, we had 10 games. Marco. 10 rounds. 10 rounds. 10 rounds. What, what, what do you think specifically is the difference? Though? Like, what are you noticing? Well, th- there's been an evolution, uh, I think, of culture with, uh, with soccer and especially in Italy. Uh, you know, th- these new coaches, uh, the, the, the aggressiveness. Even before, when you went and played a game away, all 11 players stayed behind. Mm-hmm. You just needed a point. That's all you paid for. Every away game, you wanted a point. And you were happy with that. So there were a lot of zero zero games. Now I think the mentality and that I think that Saki brought this mentality, you go away, hey, we're gonna win. We go away to win. But he had the players, he had the flying Dutchman, he had three flying Dutchmen plus some of the best Italian players that play with that team. So they were able to but the mentality, I think, has got a lot to do with it. When you go away and you pressure the other team and you let, you don't let them mm-hmm. out and you get a chance to score a goal, all of a sudden things change. I got to add, add one thing to Gaetano and then you go ahead. This has, has started, this whole thing, this whole mentality that Gaetano is saying has started when the format of the, the, the Italian soccer that we played and in Europe, mm-hmm. he gives the win at the three points. So because a lot of people that said, hey, listen, for, yeah. But it's still different from 1995 to today. It's very different. We're seeing a shift even from now to 10 years ago. When mm-hmm. I watched the game 10 years ago, it's different. Like a match, a Serie A match, a lower, a, like Venezia Verona was not a game that would ever end 3-3. 10 years ago when I would watch it, 4-3. Four, four, it would mm-hmm. never have. So what's changed in that span? Besides, you guys are going very far back. I get that. But I'm saying, what's changed from a couple of years ago to today? Mm-hmm. Is it the Italian national team that's, that's, you know, Mancini has tried to push us forward. Is it that we haven't seen as much success and we said, all right, maybe we need to learn that we need to change our ways? I think an- another thing that has happened, never an Italian coach went to coach o- outside of Italy. They all stayed in Italy. Mm. Uh, foreign co- coaches came to Italy, but Italian coaches never went out. Mm-hmm. I think that... Uh, in the last 10 years and the mm-hmm. last five years the Italian coaches have started to go out mm-hmm. Interesting. and they bring a different culture philosophy, because yeah. a different philosophy from the other leagues mm-hmm. can we name some and of some the coaches of them, some of them they come back well Mancini was one of them mm-hmm. and then Conte. he came back Ranieri would be one Ranieri Conte Zola Ancelotti has been all over the world mm-hmm. Trapattoni mm-hmm. I mean there were a lot of play, there, a lot of coaches that decided hey and that was um I think that was a good, good idea. For, uh, now, as a, I'll ask you, as a purist, you followed, you followed. How long have you followed culture? Fifty years? Yeah. Fifty-five years. 
Now, as as a as a purist, as a person that grew up with an Italian team that defended first, that was very catenaccio. How do you feel about no, that? No, I don't. I don't like it. <laughs> I hated the zero zero games. There were just too many games, and mm-hmm. I remember the national team. Uh, I mean, I remember the national team from 1970. I remember from that from that World Cup, uh, and then going going forward. Uh, before that, when I was six seven years old, I remember the Champions League games for Inter that they won a couple of Champions League. But I, with the national team, it was the first thing it was never to get a goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was defending, defending, defending. You never seen any. The best thing that could have happened to Italy was if we were losing one nothing. If in the first 10 minutes we were losing one nothing, now you had to attack and then you see great games. But if there were no goals mm. in the first 20, yeah, you fall 30, asleep watching minutes, a game. You will fall. Yeah. Do you, think that, just, do you think the art of defending has been lost a little bit in these past years though? Well, I don't I don't know if it's been lost. I I, I think that some of the these teams that they play now uh they have um some of the Coaches, I mean, I know they don't want to get a goal. So they, they put that team in a way that they don't want to go. But they have enough talent now and enough uh, uh, players that can, these guys that run 100 miles an hour, that they can show you, hey, we're going to defend well, but we're going to attack well too. And they go up and down, up and down, which before it was not like that. I mean, the players now... The, they are so physical yeah, and they the are physicality, so fast. Physicality. I mean, from 50 years ago, mm-hmm. I sometimes I look a little, a little bit of the game in 1970, mm-hmm. Italy against Brazil. It's like they're walking yeah. on the field. It's true, true. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I see players, they get the ball 30 yards away from the goal. They stop. They, they, they take their coffee. They take a little around, nap. They turn around. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And the defender is still... It's still waiting for them, not, ch- not challenging them. Now... I mean, you see some of these games. They fall, They're breathing on you like a bulldog. They're breathing on your neck. And midfield, there's a high <laughs> pressure. Midfield, I mean, now they come and pressure on your own half. They come and pressure. They, mm-hmm. they pressure the fullback. And, and some of these teams, they can do it for... Um, Full court press, I mean, Atala- almost 90 Atala- minutes. Atalanta does it for 90 minutes. Yeah. I can't believe it. So for you, mm-hmm. the same question that I was asking him. Mm-hmm. As a purist, do you not like that there's such high scoring games? Or you feel the same way? I like it. I like it. But, but don't... Don't, I do not believe that uh, uh, the the Italian Serie A has lost uh, the the defensive mentality because uh, again we've seen day in and day out that uh, when it, when the score is very important when the game you want to take the the, the game uh, the game home the you know the defensive the catenaccio not the pure catenaccio from uh, the way we we intended many years ago it comes back into play because uh, you know Italy knows how to play defense not just the Italian national team in Italy we know how to play defense but somebody seeing these scores in these games 40 goals and a thing will say no they don't know how to play defense well they don't because uh, because we are we everybody wants the three points so what they do from time to time they they say okay you know what screw this we're going to try to go for the three points because we cannot afford one point for us i'd rather to lose the game at some point that taking uh than uh you know uh than going out it's either three points or nothing yeah i think i think the big thing is that we've had the shift in like i think we thought it was smarter to just conserve a lead and now i think we think it's even more of a risk Mm -hmm. to defend the lead than it is anything and we need to attack and go for that Mm -hmm. next goal certain teams obviously not everyone Last things, guys, before the end of the podcast. You've been wearing this scarf, and it's it's hot in here. It's kind of warm in here. 
What is this uh, scarf that you're wearing? What is this scarf? Wearing? Actually, I think this this scarf is cool. Uh huh. Oh, and, it's cool. Uh, what I, is it? Portland Timbers. And I decided, nice. I decided this uh, this past weekend to go see my dear friend Giovanni Savarese, who's the coach of uh, Portland Timbers, who played in the Western Final against Salt Lake City, and um, the game was played in Portland, mm. so. I took um, I took a, a plane ride, a six-hour plane ride to, to 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 go see <laughs> just for for a day and a half. But it was an incredible weekend. Um, I was fortunate enough to um, to experience the passion of uh, the fans from Portland. Mm. I got there three hours before the game. There was already a line to get in. Some people had slept there the night before <laughs> to be first. Slept there? They slept outside wow. in the mist, in the rain. But for uh, the people from Portland, it says if they see somebody uh, walking around with an umbrella, they know that they're not from Portland. Uh, they know the tourists, oh right? Yeah, they know the tourists. <laughs> so they'd they, be staring at us. Because they have a general mission behind uh, the goal. They are unbelievable. They get there two hours before the game and they start singing and they start. And they got s songs for every, almost every uh, minute of the games. And some of the songs, I couldn't believe that they were singing Bella Ciao. And I'm in Portland. Oh, nice. They were singing. You know what's Bella Ciao? No, yeah. I never heard of it. Bella Ciao, Bella Ciao, Bella Ciao, Ciao, Ciao. Stamattina mi son svegliato e mi voglio Now I know it. You got that right. And so... The amazing thing was uh, that um, it was a great game. Portland won. Uh, I really enjoyed some of um, uh, Giovanni played with the four-two-three-one, and he had this. Uh, he had a couple of kids in uh, in the middle of the field. Moreno, who's 21 years old from Colombia, man, this kid. Um, he was going up and down, now, fast as lightning. He took a shot from about 20-25 yards. Beautiful, scored a goal. They had this other kid, the Paredes, is from Paraguay, and he played more or less my position, so my eyes were on him. <laughs> this guy was, he won some slight tackles in midfield. He would get the ball, he would look to the right, to the left, nice passes. He would make the last pass. I mean, really, the defense played good. The goalkeeper, he made an unbelievable save. Even though most of the game was controlled by Portland, the goalkeeper, they only were dangerous once, and then most of the time, Portland was uh, in control of the game. But this uh, the stadium is unbelievable. It's 20, only 25,000. They're sold out every game. You feel like you're right there. It's like those small English stadiums. You feel you're right there uh, touching the players. But the best thing that uh, happened to me was that when the game was over, I hear somebody tapping on my back. And who it is? It's Giovanni Savarese. And he asked me and he goes, come on. And I went inside the field and I was celebrating <laughs> with the players and with the family because the only ones allowed inside mm -hmm. the field. Actually, I was walking on the, um, on the, turf. On the, pitch. Yeah, the pitch. It was only the family members. And uh, I actually got to hold the cup. Wow. The Western wow. so yeah. You have the picture, if, yeah. you could, if you could show the picture. So I was in heaven i mean that was the best gift that he could 
got me was to get inside and I, I actually shook the hands of uh, most of the players. Chara, what a player this mm. kid is. Chara is a, what a midfielder. He's an offensive midfielder. Well, the nicest guy after the game. You know, he, he was thanking me for uh, for going there to watch the game. Uh, and then uh, then we went out uh, with Giovanni and the next morning I went to, actually he had everybody practice the next day. Uh, which was yesterday. The game was Saturday, so he had everybody there. So I went, um, you know, I w walked around and from far away I saw all the players and stuff like that. And it was really an experience uh, I will never forget. We were talking about coaches uh, before, Gaetano. And, and Think, uh, one ahead. last thing, you know, you think of Portland and you say, well, Portland, yeah. you know, so, well, that's so, what I was going to bring so, up. So I'm there in Portland. The passion that these people have, it's unbelievable. The way they sing from an hour before the game until the game is over, it's unbelievable. Every time they score a goal, they cut a, the timber. <laughs> yeah, um, oh my God. Like a, I like saw a, that, I saw that. Yeah, a tree trunk. I have a tree uh, trunk. So, huge. So they, they, and they give it to the player that scores the goal. Oh, yeah, oh, the player that scores the That's goal. Funny. Yeah, he gets that. So they should, be, they should be putting Mike's head on the top of the timber before they cut it. No and, and, and then, <laughs> then the, the facility that they have uh, there, I mean, it is unbelievable. And since Giovanni was there, he got there in 2018, the first year, he won the Western Championship. He went to the final. Wow. Uh, he made the playoffs. This year, is he won the Western Championship, and next Saturday is the final. Oh. Didn't, didn't he also win MLS's back? Didn't they win that the yeah, one yeah, in the bubble? Yeah. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. Yes. That was that. In, in Orlando. He, I think You're he won right. that yeah. one too. You're yeah, right. yeah, he won that one. Guys, I would never. You would never have expected. I would never have expected for you to. Like somebody else told me that this is in Portland. I would have thought, all right, come yeah. on. But the fact that you said that, so. and what's funny is that we posted the picture and people were so mad because they were there. There was some people that were saying, "Oh my God, you, why didn't you guys tell us before?" Because we posted it the next day ah, okay. that they were in Portland. They said we would, they wanted to to come and say, "Oh, oh wow!" So there's some people from well, Portland. By the way, nice. uh, Giovanni uh, invited you anytime you want to go. So we told them. I Last told, trip. I told them that uh, maybe in the springtime, maybe we, go. we could take a nice trip over there. One and you could real feel the excitement that they have, that these fans have. So we may might be taking a trip next spring. So we hope, uh, by the way, Saturday, they're gonna play NYCFC. So New York is where we live. None of us really watch MLS. We support our friend Giovanni. I watch it from time to time. <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> Once in a while, I watch it. So we're not going for NYCFC. I know there's some people that say, oh, guys, you're from New York. You were, you were posting about Portland. We go for our friend. And he's actually from New York. He's from Brooklyn. So mm -hmm. we're going for the, I don't know if anyone on NYCFC is actually from New York. It's probably not. Uh, but anyway, I wanted to say went. something about Same. Giovanni. First of all, I had a privilege to uh, to scrimmage with him uh, several times uh, with Gaetano too at uh, in New Utrecht. And this guy is a genius. He's got countless wins with the Cosmos. Everywhere he goes, he's a winner. So again, I want to put Giovanni now on, the, on 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 a discussion with the Serie A. This is one of the youngest talent that we have. That is part of our patrimony. It's what we have. This is what we own. I think I wanted to see Giovanni. You don't own Giovanni. Johnny. Yes, I do. I wanted to see Giovanni. <laughs> yes, I, I wanted to see Giovanni taking a Serie A team, or maybe starting as an assistant for the first year, and maybe taking a team like Genoa, like a Sampdoria, like a, some of those teams, because I think and he can do very, very, very well. You reminded me of something that you, since you brought it up, 
And a lot of the uh, people brought it up to Giovanni and a lot of, of the media brought it up to Giovanni. He was missing the best player, Blanco. He was hurt. And Aspridia, who was one of the top players, he got a record the, the week mm. before, so he was out. So he was missing two of the top players. And when they asked him, oh my God, you're missing, you know? He goes, no, 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 no. We are working. We are here to work. As of tomorrow, we're going to start working as hard as we can. And whoever I put in the field is going to step up and is going to do the job. Mm -hmm. And that's what uh, the mentality is. That's great. I will, I will winning, say, winning mentality. That's jo a winning mentality. I will say Giovanni, he really embodies a winner. Like I've never, to see somebody close, there's been very few people in my life that I meet. And he gave me one of my first jobs. I was coaching with him uh, in Howard Beach uh, as a teenager. And I would see the way that he does everything and the way that he treats people. I've never, I've never been more, more struck by, by somebody like him, his mentality, the way that he thinks, the way, also the respect that he has for everybody. He gave me very good advice too when he heard that I was going to go on CBS. He, he said things that, little things, small things that are so simple that we forget sometimes, and showing respect and and speaking in a positive manner and and you know putting out into the world good energy because that's what you get back and he says it a lot his speeches if you just go on even if you don't like mls listen to how he speaks you could go on youtube and watch it i've watched it a couple times i love i love the way he speaks never down never oh my god we're so unlucky that we have this because that's not what a, a winner does i used to follow giovanni when he was a commentator on espn me too the all spanish. the time all the time yes channel. it was in spanish and yeah, i was able I to, to uh, i used to that. follow i mean i I was I had to really stay behind because my, my Spanish is not great, but I, I understand. What uh, can you say in Spanish? Oh, todos, cabisco todos, cabisco, cabisco todos, entiendo, entiendo todos. <laughs> Look at this guy here. What can you say in Spanish? Entiendo todos, entiendo. Look at this guy. Hola. Hola. <laughs> oh, we got a lot for Torreira, too. Oh, boy. Anyway. Coño. Coño. <laughs> anyway, guys, anything else? Anything else that we uh, uh, remember? Yeah, I think, uh, Giovanni, we want you back over here because we want to uh, we wanna pick your brain uh, come again. With the trophy. He'll come with the yes. Yeah. Oh, that'll be, that'll be nice. That'll That's be it. nice. That'll be spectacular. Guys, yeah. uh, as always, thank you, everybody, for watching. Hope you had a, a good time. Nice, long podcast today. Incredible. Said, yeah, make sure. Thank you to Paramount, our premium sponsors. Link is in the top of the description. As always, thanks for watching. We'll talk to you soon. Ciao, Ciao guys. Goodbye. Forza, <laughs>